Hi, and welcome to Thought Bubble. My name's Scott Millward. Here, I'll be talking to thought leaders from various industries, sharing their insight into their area of expertise and creating a thought bubble around the topics that matter. Let's jump into it. Okay, hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Thought Bubble. Really excited today to have Andrew McCaskill with me today. Andrew is the founder of Career Jump and also a career coach. Uh, so welcome, Andrew. Thanks for having me, Scott. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Um, obviously, it's a really difficult time at the moment for a lot of people. A lot of people have been either made redundant, uh, furloughed, or they're working in a, a different working environment. Um, your skills and expertise as a career coach at the moment are going to be more important than ever. What sort of things have you noticed the last few months have sort of happened? What, what are people coming to you for? Yeah, it's a real mixed bag, Scott. As we were having a quick chat about before we started the call, I think there's a whole bunch of different things going on at the moment. Um, there's a lot of stress. I think people really need to be checking in on each other at the moment because that feeling of not quite being in control and having no clarity around your future is causing a lot of stress and, and challenges for people. But what we're also seeing on the more positive side is people taking the time to reflect, taking the time to decide what they want to do and then you know, potentially setting up their own business or work it, you know, um, getting a newfound love for what they were doing because they're missing it yeah. or whatever it might be. So it's a real, real mixed bag and everybody's on their own, on their own journey, I think, career wise at the moment. How have you found it? Uh, it's been challenging. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's, I think I've been furloughed since, uh, since the end of March. So what's that about four, four and a half months. Um, it's a long time for, uh, for anyone, especially someone like me, who's quite heavily involved in their work. You know, it's, it takes up a big part of my life. I'm lucky that, you know, I still do my, uh, my marketing on socials and I keep in contact with a lot of people externally outside of my business as well. Um, I think one of the things that, um, that's very important um, that that has been sort of masked over is that a lot of businesses have supported their employees financially, you know, put them on furlough, pay them their full salaries, things like that. But it's the um, emotional mental health type support, which I think has been missing. I think it's a strange place really, because the people which are furloughing you have been HR. So it's not, people don't really feel comfortable speaking to people, to HR about their mental health or about how they're doing, or maybe they don't want to worry their manager. Um, I think it's a very strange, it's a strange place really. And I think that people have been struggling that previously wouldn't have. Um, I spoke to one of my uh, colleagues the other day and uh, she's a recruiter and has been struggling with her mental health over, over lockdown. And she was like, I've literally never struggled with this. And it wasn't until she got off of furlough back into the workplace, back into her routine, speaking to candidates, filling jobs, that she felt herself again. Um, so I think it affects everyone um, and quite unexpectedly, I think. Yeah, it's interesting, that structure piece. I've always been one of those who've always rebelled against structure in many yeah. ways. From a work perspective, I'm a commercial individual like you and I think if you've got creativity in you you tend to fight against structure quite often yeah I think one thing that's clear is that we all need it more than we even realize as per your friend's anecdote there like structure plays such an important part in our lives yeah. doesn't it yeah I mean I'm very lucky that during furlough I managed to get puppy uh, which has uh, structured my uh, three walks a day so I've been getting my steps in which is you know you've got to get up and feed and water something uh, and walk it 
uh, it's given me that bit of structure. But you have to make your own um, structures. One of the time management things that I've changed since lockdown is that instead of setting to-do lists, I set time slots. So I'll do a time slot for this and I won't feel guilty if I do these things in these time slots. Um, and it's just having just a really, really loose schedule has massively helped my mental health, how I feel about the day and all that sort of stuff. And I think job seekers, that's one of the key things which people really struggle with. Yeah, it is. And we will say um, one of the most important things is to have a plan and to treat your job search uh, like your job. So you're now in the business of finding yourself a new business to work for and structure, getting up, getting dressed, getting your exercising, scheduling different parts of your day and enjoying some of the other bits like um, going for the walk with the puppy that you might not be able to do once you're in post so often. Yeah, it, it all plays an important part. What's the what's the puppy called then? What? He's called George. He's a cockapoo. Um, he enjoys oh, uh, eating furniture, slippers, uh, and also waking me up at five o'clock in the morning. But apart from that, he, he's great. Um, You're not selling it very well. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not barking currently. He was under the desk before the call. Um, <laughs> um, I wanted to get into something that I actually saw this morning. Uh, so a friend of mine, uh, Chris Williams, who's, who's big uh, on sort of the LinkedIn stuff, um, did a post this morning about how um, a candidate said he'd applied for 300 jobs uh, last week. Uh, and he said he was typically applying for you know 80 to 100 jobs a day. And he was like, how, how is that possible? How can you do that? And he was like, well, you can do one-click applies on job boards, and all that sort of stuff. And he was he made the argument for um, more qualitative approach where you know, you're know you doing your CV tailored to each role and cover letters, all that sort of stuff, rather than just getting volume out there. It's a contentious issue with which people have, say you need to get volume out there, you need to get qu- smaller amounts of quality CVs out there. Where do you sort of sit with that? Um, at the senior levels, the job adverts they're not a complete waste of time, but they're pretty close to being a waste of time. So the yeah. conversion yeah. from application to interview was between one and three percent. And that was before COVID. When you now think there's less jobs, more people on the market, it would be fair to say that you'd be lucky if you're hitting one percent. So one in a hundred conversion from um, application to interview. So I still think job efforts have their place. I think if um, you know who the client is. Um, it's worth putting a little time into tailoring and cover notes and that kind of thing. But it's just one channel. I think you've got to be taking a multi-channel approach to how you generate opportunities, not just rely on job ads. Definitely. Um, I think that's, that's, you know, 1%. I think that leads into why people feel the need that they need to apply for 100 jobs to get one response. And that's why they don't want to spend, you know, an hour on each application because they feel, what's the point? I might as well just get a template out there. Um, yeah, like you said, people need to look at other avenues of how they can get attention of the people they want to work for. Um, being a marketer, I've always been quite creative in terms of how I go about getting someone's attention. I've uh, done things where I've sent like gold envelopes with ribbons around them in the post to like prospects or people I want to work with. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit um, basic, but people really appreciate it. I'm like, instead of sending an email where you just get put in a spam or a LinkedIn message, how many people are not going to open a gold envelope? You know, I, I would. I wouldn't know what it was. Um, but, yeah, people. I think people, in order to be creative and think of different ways to get in front of the people they want to look at, you need to be in the right headspace. And I think that a lot of the problem with that is that job searching is dull, it's repetitive, and it wears people down. 
um, especially during COVID, where a lot of people will be applying for new roles out of necessity rather than looking for a career change. So they're looking for a role to pay their mortgage and all that sort of stuff, which is absolutely a credible reason to go for a job. Yeah, it, it is. The interesting thing is that we're a lot better at helping other people than we are ourselves. And we're a lot better at sales and marketing for business than we are for ourselves as well. So I'm working with a whole bunch of marketing directors, CMOs, people like yourself. We've done some awesomely disruptive stuff in terms of taking their business into new regions or defining new products and propositions or whatever it might be. They know digital, they know influencing, they know copy, all that stuff, right? But then they hit the job market. And it's almost like, I call it the etch-a-sketch effect. It's like someone just like etch-a-sketches their brain and they don't use any of those business skills on their own search. They literally just go passive and hope that either a headhunter or a job advert will deliver them a result. And so a lot of stuff we're doing is just saying to be, is, you know, kind of holding the mirror up and going, you know how to do all this. Like you, you, you've done, you know, way more difficult things than what we need you yeah. to do, but you've got to use your business skills on your search and, yeah, and yeah. don't go yeah. passive. It's such yeah. an annoying thing about the human condition that we're better at helping other people than we are ourselves. It's, it's so annoying. That is frustrating. I mean, I did that personally. So um, I sold Nexted, uh, a business which I founded out of university and moved into a social media consultancy, specifically Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all that sort of stuff, when influencer marketing was a thing that actually converted. Um, and I had to get creative in order to land the clients that I wanted because um, basically I was overqualified and underexperienced for the director-based roles that I wanted to achieve. So I was in a really strange middle ground. So I had to go out on my own really and do consultancy. And uh, I had to get creative in terms of how to win clients. So I was like, I'll do really good marketing to get your attention. And that will demonstrate why I'm good at marketing and why you should employ me or take me on as a contractor to go and do your marketing. And it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It's very logical as to why you should do that. Yeah, one, it works. And two, you are demonstrating your capability. I mean, to hire a marketing director who's on the market but not leveraging a community of 600 million people for free using content on LinkedIn just would be nuts, right? Like, Of course. I think a lot of people, you know, especially in director-level roles in in marketing anyway, um, some people can get, you know, they were the forward-thinking creative three or four years ago. But now they've been squashed in the corporate machine. Now they're managing five people or 10 people or 20 people. And they've got paid specialists. They've got SEO. They've got whatever. And now they're just managing, you know, managing teams. They're not the one delivering the creative output, which got them to that position in the first place. And I think that that sometimes is a problem for uh, leading marketing professionals anyway within large businesses, I think, um, because... You just don't have time. Your your role is not to be creative. Your role is for your team to perform, not for you to be, you know, the the person. Yeah. And a lot of them miss that as well. It's the interesting thing about careers. You get good at something. And then once you've got good at it, kind of the more your career goes on, the less and less of it you do. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's quite a tough thing around deciding whether or not you want to you know, double down on your strengths, become a subject matter expert or climb up the the leadership ladder. I think it's quite a, a tough decision. It's not clean cut anymore. It used to be everybody yeah. just kind of sucked it up and went the leadership route. But yeah, yeah. I think I think you 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 can be paid well for being really good at what you do. 
um, and you can just really enjoy being good at what you do. You know, if you look at like police, for example, you get someone who's been the police for 20, 20 years and they're a PC, but they're a PC because they want to be a PC and they want to be on the beat. They don't want to be in a leadership position, not being face to face with the public. So people do make those conscious choices, like you say, but some people don't want to take that leadership route because it takes them away from their subject matter, which they really enjoy and why they got into what they did in the first place. Um, yeah, so uh, in terms of your coaching, really interested to know a bit more about how your coaching works and what it means. Um, like I said, I work with uh, a life coach myself um, and that covers you know, mental health, anxiety, those sort of things, but also goal setting, a little bit of um, cognitive behavior therapy, maybe some NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, and also a bit of stuff at career and making sure I'm on track for those sort of things. With uh, career coaching, are you typically working with people employed, uh, people that are looking for a role? Where does it sit? What are they looking for? Yeah, so I guess that the, the current client base and the members of our clubs and things fall into three buckets. Some the majority are on the market right now looking to secure a role. Others are a bit lost and need help getting clarity on what they want to do next. And a few are in um, kind of taking the leap into setting up their own business. So yeah. that they would be the three buckets of people that we're dealing with. It's very specific though around careers. So helping people understand what they want and how to get it. I'm not a qualified therapist or counselor or um, even an NLP expert or anything like that. So I've got other people who are really good in that space. And if I've got a client that's veering more down that route, I'm really careful to not have a go at helping yeah. solve it myself because it's it's a real important yeah, yeah, of course. So I've kind of taken the decision that rather than being too holistic, you know, my mission's to eliminate job search misery, anything associated with that, I want to be the go-to coach and the go-to brand in that space. And, and, and that's where we're playing. I think that point around job search misery, I think that's a really important point. I think it's something which everyone dreads. No one wants to you know, open up their laptop and sit on Indeed all day and just feel soul destroyed about looking at where the hell am I going to go with my career? And I think people like yourself help guide individuals and help them understand their strengths and weaknesses and maybe have a better route to market, understand a better route to market and a different approach. Um, and maybe it can be a little bit more enjoyable looking at where you go with your career rather than being a monotonous draining thing. Um, you know, you're talking about marketing directors telling them to be creative with their marketing. Again, they're going to have to think on their feet, think creatively and actually tap into the skills they already have. So that's a really exciting point. Yeah. So there, there's tactics and there's mindset. They're the two things that anybody in transition needs to think about. So the tactics are actually quite simple. It's leverage content on LinkedIn. It's make sure that you apply to adverts. It's leverage your network of people to advocate you into opportunities. It's build some really credible relationships with key headhunters and recruiters in your world. And it's account-based selling of who are the dream 20 clients you'd most like to work with. Right. Yeah. Let's yeah. get after them. Right. Let's send yeah. them the, the gold ribbon in the post or whatever. So my, my playbook, if you like, is pretty simple and it's around those five core areas. But in order for any of that to work, the mindset's got to be in place first. So that looks like getting clarity, but it also is all about confidence. So we do things like, so I encourage everybody um, whilst they're in transition to take on some junior mentors, uh, mentees, sorry, in, in the marketplace. Okay. Um, I've often found that in mentor-mentee relationships, the mentor gets as much out of it as the mentee anyway. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it just it just 
gives them that that they're still developing people they're still using their experience they're still getting involved um the other thing we talk about is you know random acts of kindness in terms of going out and leaving three linkedin recommendations for people that they weren't expecting um yeah we talk we talk about right who in our network could we just add some value to this week because the more you help people get what they want the more you're going to get what you want right so it's yeah, yeah. it's all about paying into the ecosystem which is really yeah, yeah. healthy for your mindset and yeah. getting more into the mindset of attracting in a new role rather than chasing after it and getting frustrated and getting transactional so there's it's actually really nuanced there's so much to it which is why obviously we yeah, decided yeah. to go down this route in the first place yeah well i think all of those things all those things make a lot of sense to me as someone who's spent a year and a half heavy on linkedin and getting involved in communities and so many I've won multiple clients for for my employer, Matt Burn Associates, through that building relationships. I've helped people find roles. People have helped me find people that can help me. And just really 360 in terms of just leveraging community. And I think it's something that people think that there's a tra- always a transaction with, with jobs. And it's not necessarily uh, the case when you look at it from that 360 perspective and get giving things out into the ether and all those sort of things. I think it's makes a lot of sense. I love the idea about random acts of kindness, putting those comments out there, putting those recommendations out there. And people think, oh, I just need to write content. So you probably need to engage in your community and give value to your community, not just talk about what you want to talk about. Um, it's always from the perspective of the market and of who you want to resonate with rather than you talking about what you want to say. And I think that makes people take an ego check sometimes. Um, I want to talk about, yeah, confidence and those sort of things. So I've got personal experience with that. So uh, when I was younger, my father uh, sold a a big electronics business and he decided to take sort of a 12 month sabbatical and just sort of reevaluate what he was going to do with his career. And then when he tried to get back into the market, he really struggled trying to go in at a, a managing director level. And his confidence was was really shot, guaranteed. I guarantee he struggled with, you know, depression, things like that, I'm sure. And it wasn't until he got more social, you know, instead of sitting on job boards speaking to headhunters all day, um, he went, started playing golf, he started socialising, started volunteering, something he'd never done any of those things before. And his career went like this. His career, such as interest in himself, went, you know, proper bell curve, went straight up. Uh, and I fully do believe it was a confidence thing that people can get very down, especially the longer period it goes on, that, that it just feels like it's not possible. Yeah, it's hideous, mate. It's hideous. So yeah. we in the Career Jump community, we call it JABS, which is Job Acquisition Burnout Syndrome. Yeah. And it becomes a hideous self-fulfilling prophecy. Because yeah, yeah. the crappy you feel about yourself, the worse you interview, the crappy you feel about yourself, the worse you interview. And it kind yeah. of is just a really horrible thing to watch. Yeah. Talent, talented um, people with great values going down that. So, um, yeah, I, your dad's uh, experience is, is not unusual. Your self-concept uh, yeah. um, is really, really important. But I think, as you said, volunteering, paying into the ecosystem and and just kind of, I say reframing around attracting in rather than chasing is important. And also just yeah, reframing yeah. the thing with your dad's situation. And a lot of senior people that I deal with or people that have sold businesses is um, a lot of your identities tied up in that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas actually it isn't your job status that defines you. It's your character that defines you. And 
thinking of it in those terms, yeah. that jobs are temporary, but your character isn't. Yeah, that's course. what really matters. And as, if you if you anchor back to that, you'll tend to be be all right. And that's and you know that makes you know whether you're on furlough uh, furlough at the moment, whether you're on in redundant situations at the moment, or whatever situation that people are finding themselves in, just decoupling your identity with your job status is really important. Yeah, I think that's a really, really nice, nice way to put it. I think I've never thought it in that way to sort of remove like character versus sort of job titles. And if I've done X, Y, and Z, I really like that differentiation because people do the long, I think the longer and maybe more prestigious their roles are they've been in businesses, they become attached to I am this rather than you are the characteristics and the experience that you hold rather than what is on a piece of paper and that's why people want to employ you they want you for your characteristics who you are as a person um, one of the things that i noticed um that's happened to myself since uh, lockdown is confidence has gone down purely because i'm not interacting as much um so what would you say to people like myself who was confidence has taken a hit because they're not being as social as, as they are before would it be just get back out in the ecosystem, get speaking to people, whether you're furloughed, redundant, um, working, whatever? Yeah, I think uh, I think create something. Yeah. I think create something, whatever that is. You know, in doing this podcast, you're creating something. Yeah, but of course. If you're creating things that add value, then your confidence tends to, to build back up um, and just pay into the ecosystem. So, for example, have you seen the Furlearn program that Gary Wills has set up? Have you seen that? No. So, so Gary got furloughed um, in March. He's a, a director level recruitment guy. Um, he got furloughed, hated the idea of it. He's a high energy guy, knew he yeah, was going to yeah. end up going out of his brain, probably um, getting chucked out by his wife and kids and, and all of that. Like <laughs> he, did, he, he had the self-awareness to recognise it wasn't for him. Yeah. And he phoned me and we're talking through it. He said, I've got this idea. I'm going to set up a movement called Furlearn. F-U-R-L-E-A-R-N, and I recommend anybody goes and checks it out. So he did this, and he had me on, and we I, I did a speech about uh, personal branding, and we got kind of 80-odd people on. And anyway, this thing's just gone nuts. So he's got a 1,000 members in his wow. LinkedIn group, and he's been doing everything from group workouts to they've had MasterChef, uh, people doing live cook-alongs. He ha- he's had Arctic Explorers. He's had a prisoner of war talking about uh, resilience last week. It's had radio. He was on the radio yesterday. Um, he gave me a nice plug. That I was very grateful for on live radio yesterday. Um, so he's just, you know, like what a story he's now got to tell yeah, around yeah. how he used that time. And, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I think it's about. I think it's about creating. If, if you're creating something, then your confidence yeah. will, will stay intact. Yeah. And also he's creating for the benefit of others. You know, obviously he's getting something out, out of it from himself, you know, feeling better about himself, which is absolutely fine. But, you know, it's the selfless creation for others is always fulfilling. I mean, personally, since I've moved up in my career, I've tried to increase my volunteering and my help to others as I've improved in my career, purely out of the selfish reason it makes me feel better. Like, obviously, I do want to help others, but it makes me feel better. So I started my business through university, my first business through university, and um, I was mentored through a, you know, a program. I would then went back to that program and mentored the students which were coming through a couple of years um, behind me. So, you know, I'm two years in front of you. So there's some really good learnings there. And then more university coaching for, for different universities around the UK and just that mentoring piece. 
like you said, the the mentee gets as the mentee and mentor seem to get the same amount from the conversations. And it seems like you're just helping others, but it's obviously for yourself as well to um, to learn about yourself. Yeah, well, it's the old. There's no selfless act, is there? I mean, there's yeah, it's 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 a it's a win-win, and that's the whole point. If you're not yeah, engaging, think, if you're not engaging in those win-wins, you're going backwards instead of forwards. Yeah, of course, and I think that's why hyper-successful people, billionaires, those sort of people, are the biggest philanthropists. It's not purely because of money they're just giving the money it's because they've achieved a high level of success now they feel like they need to pay it forward to other people which i've always thought try and be as successful as you can as a person it then gives you a bigger platform to help others rather than staying mediocre and not even helping yourself so um i always i always thoroughly believed in that so um yeah i think we've we've covered a lot haven't we we've gone through some tips for uh candidates looking to move forward uh, from either redundancy furlough um, or m- maybe even making a, a career move at this time that feel, feels right for them. Um, we've also gone into some of the uh, coaching ideas that you, that you work with and also what people have been doing in the community, you know, furlough. I love that. I'm going to check that out straight after this. It sounds amazing. Um, so, yeah. Um, Andrew, where can people find you online? Yeah, so obviously. Um quite uh visible on linkedin the same as you so andrew mccaskill that's m-a-c capital a s-k-i-l-l um happy to connect with anybody um in the ecosystem on that and the website for anybody that might be in transition and looking with help um is www.execexectcareerjump.com nice one okay so uh, anyone looking for that coaching advice looking for any recommendations or signposts do get in contact with Andrew and give myself a shout if you think I could help as well um, I'll leave all links down below the podcast uh, today for you but other than that Andrew thank you so much for the time it's been really good for myself and hopefully other people have got some value from this and uh, people feel a bit more um, positive in their uh, career search and uh, job moves absolutely thanks for having me on Scott appreciate it no problem thank you